NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060, KDUS Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. You're listening to the Casual Sports Show on NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060. The show exclusively known as the voice of the Arizona Cardinals fan club, The Bird Gang. Now with your host, Earl Burnett, a.k.a. Casual E. Bird Gang on three. One, two, three. Bird Gang. To join the conversation, dial 602-260-1060. Bird Gang, welcome into the casual house another Monday night. Another edition of the Casual Sports Show here for you, Bird Gang. The only show that is the exclusive voice of the Bird Gang. We get out all of your events. We get out everything you got going on with your club, your tailgates, which is all about to start up, your road trips, your tickets you may want to sell and tickets that you are looking for for all the games that are coming up this is the avenue bird gang start pounding us on social media and reaching out to the bird gang so we can do what we do for you you want to hit us up on social media go ahead and hit us up on our three social media outlets on twitter facebook and youtube they all with the same tab casual sports with of course k-a-z and the Z at the end of sports. You know what we do about this time? Also, also, yes, download the app Bird Gang. I can't, I can't stress that enough. Download the app at www.casualsports.com. Tab at the top under app or, or uh, app download. Da- app download, exactly. Okay, so Mister Mister Website over here knows all of that uh, back and back and forth. Sean McConnell in the house, of course. What's up? Yes, yes. And here we go with another edition of the Casual Sports Show. What we got on tap today, man, we're going to be talking about... Uh, badminton. Yeah. Badminton. I wish. Bad, bad <laughs> I wish. news. Bad news, exactly. But Yeah. Um, of course, Cardinal Training Camp, red, white, and, uh, red and white practice. A uh, little light as far as the physicality, but... Still, like, okay, from practice, but we're going to talk reason. about that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're going to also get into, of course, the uh, HOF stuff that went over down over the weekend, which I have to say I did not watch one lick of. No. And uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I will talk about a few things on that that I want to, uh, we want, I want to uh, look at. Uh, we're also going to talk about the uh, Suns predicted – <laughs> what the Wednesday would be getting? Oh no! We're gonna do that in the, probably the fourth sec, uh, fourth uh, segment. Is it gonna make me mad? Uh, yeah. Oh, well, no, because you really don't. You really can't tell. Nobody can really tell. But I think they'll be better than what they're predicting here, though. But um, <laughs> yeah. then we're gonna also talk a little bit about some. We did. We we keep we keep doing some division winners each each show. So tonight we're gonna do the playoff uh, picture from last year. And we're going to see which teams are going to re- be back in the playoffs. Okay. And if they're not going to be back, which teams are going to replace them? Okay. So we're going to do, do that. Little, yeah, we're going to do a little of that. And so uh, we're going to do what we normally do, of course, about this time is 
get that Bird Gang news out because it's we got a lot to get out to the Bird Gang all the time, every week. Uh, so let's go ahead and huddle up, Bird Gang. Okay, Bird Gang Club, it's time to get in the Bird Gang huddle. Give me some protection right here now. We got a touchdown. Bird Gang on three. One, two, three. Bird Gang. First of all, shots go out to all of the Bird Gang clubs out there in the AZ that listen to the show. We support you, do we support you in, in everything you are doing with your club. It doesn't matter how big the club is. You want to start a club tonight, you look us up on Facebook, and we will get that club out there to the Valley. We're going to start things off with my man, of course, Valentine Flores of the AZ. Bird Gang fam has two things going down. You already know about where he's going to be having every game, every game for the uh, upcoming season going down at the Marley's in Chandler. That is your home, AZ Bird Gang fam. My man sat down with Thunder Dan himself, worked it all out for you guys. So everybody from that club and anybody that's not in that club that want to be in that club, go ahead and join my man, AZ Bird Gang fam on Facebook. My man, Valentine Flores, look him up on Facebook as well. And also, my man's got an event going down on September 16th. He's got a signing thing going down with David Johnson, Bird Gang. A free agent sports in Paradise Valley Mall. Autograph guest David Johnson will be out there. And he's also going to have a free raffle to for the club, for the official club members to meet and greet David Johnson at the sign-up. So if you want to get involved with that raffle to meet David Johnson up close and in front and in person, you got to hit my man up, AZ Bird Gang Fam. Valentine Flores or go to www.azbirdgangfam.club azbirdgangfam.club go ahead and go there and get involved and be part to meet David Johnson September 16th Bird Gang then I gotta get props out to my club 12 News Tailgate Alliance of course the club that is meeting they're meeting on at the Freezer Ice house in tempe on the road games during the season so everybody that's involved with the 12 news tailgate alliance that is your home to go see the road games and of course you know 12 news themselves will be reaching out to the alliance and having them on the 12 news show after the game so you want to be looking at that to see of course our favorite bird gang uh fans on the television giving their points also, my man, Arizona native professional boxer Dante Stone had some changes in his schedule, Bird Gang. Instead of fighting Mr. Michael Smith, he will be fighting a steal on September, I mean, on uh, Saturday, August 11th. The opponent is going to be the one he wanted from the get-go. He's going to be getting Waldo Cortez. Uh-oh. The change went down. The scheduling switched things up and said, hey, this other fight really don't make any sense. Let's go ahead and make it happen. It's go time. And so now he has got the guy he wants in front of him to get revenge on his first loss. Waldo Cortez. You better look out, man, because my man Dante looking good in shape, smaller, faster. He is coming at you. Go out there to the Phoenix Celebrity Theater Bird Game and check out this fight August 11th. It's going to be a nice night of fights as well. You want to come on out and join the Bird Gang and join Casual Sports as well. We will be in the house. Those are the clubs and the independents that represent in the Casual House this week. 
Let's go ahead and break this huddle, Bird Gang. Get the show back on the road. Bird Gang on three. One, two, three. Bird gang. Yeah. Val called me up. He's like, man, I'm so excited, man. We got the rematch. I'm like, oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah, that changed quick. It did. It changed real quick. And so I was like, that's pretty cool, man. Congrats. So Yeah, that's going to be that, awesome. He said he Dante was just smiling from ear to ear. He's like, I said, okay. He's going to go out there and do his thing. So he's he's lit up right now. He's ready to roll. But um, Trying to get revenge. Yeah. it's Sometimes that's not easy. No. But, uh, but uh He's got his uh, goals set in front of him, and it looks like he's ready to rock. So uh, props to Dante, and we'll be out there this Saturday, man, on the 11th. Good luck with that. Okay. Um, we want to start out, you know, not on the Cardinals thing, but we're going to start out with this this uh, Hall of Fame thing, man. Yeah, let's get this out of the get way. Get it out of the way <laughs> and, and, and put it to rest. But like I said in the uh, introduction <laughs> – I did not watch no. a lick of a speech. I kind of went back later and kind of dug through some things. And the first thing that pops up to me, look, I I respect everything Ray Lewis does as far as what he does and his message and what he does. And But I tell you, I'm telling you, if I see that dog going to dance one more time, <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm just going to throw up and just uh. go crazy. I mean, yeah, it was your hype dance. We get it. It was cool. But, dude, you're doing it. Every appearance. It's, it's one of those things. If you're a Ravens fan, like you never get sick you never of it. Never get sick of Everyone it. Everyone else is sick of Everybody's it. Everybody's like tired 10 of years that. Years ago, man. I'm like, dude, okay, yeah. And I looked on. I said, I, I saw it online. It's the first thing they throw up there. I'm like, man, when is? I hope this is the last time we have no, to see that. No, it's not. <laughs> you you really think that? Every time oh, he goes on man. NFL Live, he's gonna be doing it. Yeah, but I met him in real life. I mean, uh, in, up close and. I don't know. I just get a different vibe from from Ray, man. It's like I don't I don't want to call him fake, but it's just like he's like it's not. I don't want to call it an act. It just seems like yeah, something's just I don't know, over man. The over the edge, like like he's trying to do too much to get attention to get everybody to understand what he's trying to say. And it's like, dude, just say your message. You can't force it down people's throat. Just say your message and move on. Maybe he's got like a coffee addiction or something where he has know, like too man. much, and it's just. All that know. energy. I mean, he's, all a, he's a hype type guy anyway. He played that way, and I respect yeah. that. That's, hey, the football, the game, the game he played, he played it the, at the top, the top, the, Some of the, the best level. Hits. Of the, man, he's played that game the best I think I've seen linebacker played in a long time since the guys that he came, that came before him. Yeah. But, man, the off-field <laughs> off talking, and he was basically in a church. Yeah. <laughs> on, on his uh on his speech and it's yeah. like okay that's not everybody's flavor yeah, i mean it's not Britney like you Spears, have to, mike i get it you don't have to go up there to, to please everybody but yeah. you do who you are and that's okay but i don't know i just got i i'm cool with what he does and everything like that i just man i'm just so tired of that dance. <laughs> i'm just so tired of that you, dance. you can say whatever you want to say just uh, don't dance for earl just don't dance anymore it's like okay dude at one point you ain't gonna be able to do that thing no more <laughs> yeah there's gonna be some bones popping yeah but uh, we got a lot of things talking about the HOF, man. It's like, okay, I want to look at the committee. I mean, first of all, I mean, I got to I gotta change my perspective. And remember, we had a show about T.O., and we had him on Can't Get Right, and it was about him just, you know, not coming to his, you know, the enshrinement and all yeah, these yeah. things. I'm not going to change that he should be there because he should be there. Mm-hmm. But I looked – I was watching not his speech, but – uh, uh, at the ESPYs, he 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 
they interviewed him. And I kind of listened to that interview, and he said some interesting things. I was going, okay, this is not just him venting just to be venting. He, right. he has a purpose of doing what he's doing. Yeah. And I kind of looked at him going, you know what? Okay, maybe that could be a start of something. Because he's trying to be the voice to change this committee, how the committee is voting guys into the Hall of Fame. Right. He's trying to be the first voice to say, it's not right how you're doing this. It's got to be a better way to do this. It has to be. And he's correct. I think he's right because you miss people. I mean, there's a list here of people that waited for too long. Way too long. Way too long. Before I mean, you even remember who they are. That's exactly, how long it's been. Exactly. And it's like, okay, we know. You can't, I mean, first of all, why do they stop at just five or how many people did they, they, they induct? Five to six, maybe seven. Yeah. Why stop there? Get get the people that deserve to be there that's been waiting and get them in there and get them well-deserved. I mean, how does a guy from 1968 get just now, just now getting, being recognized and saying now you're a Hall of Famer, it's all good now? There's too many players in the NFL that play at such a high level that – have retired within a five-year window that need to be kept relevant. Exactly. In a way. And then there's this whole facade that Roger Goodell holds onto of this legacy of the NFL and how you need to remember the the past when they don't even take care of those guys from the past. Exactly. That can't even walk anymore. It's, right. It's really, uh, it's, it's really ironic. I, look, I looked at the list of all of the uh, current, all of the current uh, first ballot. Uh, Hall of Famers, mm-hmm. and th- I looked at the list. All all of them should be there. I didn't see anybody that I could say, "Oh, he shouldn't be there." All of them should be there, right? But there's some people you missed. I mean, Tim Brown should have been one. Chris Carter should have been one. Andre Reed, Cliff Branch, not even on. He's not even in there yet. Yeah, shouldn't he be in there if you're going to bring a guy from 1968 back up? Shouldn't Cliff Branch be there? Yeah, you would. You would think. Uh, Ray Guy. I mean, here's 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 the uh, 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 the guy that changed changed special teams in the NFL. Got every team figuring out how to get hang time and get the you yeah. know how to get the team down there with the hang time. It's mm-hmm. like this guy changed the NFL. Why is he still sitting out, not being recognized? It's like it's it's got to be a different way to do this thing. It's got to be. It has to be. And I always love to contrast the NBA to the NFL. The NBA brings everybody in. Yeah. I mean, Michael Beasley's, for God's sakes, is going to get into the, <laughs> the Hall of Fame in the NBA. That's just how it works. I don't know, but I could go on about this, uh, and I might hit this up just a little bit in the next segment, but uh, you listen to the Casual Sports Show, NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060, and uh, we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back. Hang around, Bird Gang. We're going to take a little break, but we'll be back in a while, so uh, don't nobody go nowhere. Check out Bob Kemp's Bottom Line daily at NBCSports1060.com and listen to the Sports Zone from 10 to 1, Monday through Friday, here on NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060 and 100.7 HD2. It's now time to jump back into the action with Earl Burnett, a.k.a. Casual E, on the Casual Sports Show on NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060. To be a part of the show, call and interact at 602-260-1060. All right, Bird Gang, welcome back into the Casual House. You listen to the Casual Sports Show right here on NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060. And I wish we had that two hours we had last week. Because we still, <laughs> yeah, we need those. We two need hours. those two hours now. <laughs> but I wanted to go back into uh, 
what we were just talking about just to, you know briefly here um the selection committee how they select these uh the nominees and how they get this whole process going and i mean first of all i think they need to add more now more uh, uh inductees yeah and lessen the speeches of course <laughs> i i even throw out in the break why not just pre-record them right something Be- Anything to speed it up, because then you could you could chop it up. You can overlay highlights, do what you need right. to do. Because I, even I, a football lover, am not going to watch two hours of people talking about their life exactly. that I may not even like because they played <laughs> against my team, or I may not even know because I wasn't born yet. Right. I mean, all these all these guys pretty much uh, played with a clock in front of them. So why not just put a yeah. clock, put a twenty, put a twelve minute clock sitting right there in front of me? Your time run out when it's up, you're done. It's like there's only one format for this, and it's the Oscars, and everyone just follows suit. It's, this is not how it has to yeah, be for it's everybody. It's getting ridiculous now. I mean, they did poor Kurt wrong last year. It's like he's sitting up there, waited all this time for everybody to do their long twenty five plus minute yeah. speeches, and then he come up there, and the whole place is kind of emptying out and and going pro- to the after and, party and everybody's <laughs> headed to parties and everybody's heads are kind of like nodding off and it's like come on now that's i mean 35 minutes to listen to one dude is way too much i mean yeah. come on now that's like a church sermon it would almost be better off okay how about this instead of them taking pride in having it be in canton why not every player that they're going inducted as so it's like say kurt is mostly going in as a cardinal right some it's going to be trickier for some and maybe not for others because only with one team or what have you. But Correct. they go to their designated location right. and they do their speech there, so that the people that are there are actually genuinely interested. Okay. So if it was in Arizona, you better believe that I would have been there. <laughs> exactly. But exactly. that way, you know, and then you record the whole thing, you chop it up, and you air it, you know, the next day. Yeah, I think Something. that would be cool. Something like that, or like I said, man. 24 shot clock. Yeah. <laughs> 12 minute clock sitting right in front of you. A giant clock right there at the end of the Dane Stadium. Two minute drill. Two minutes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and oh, by the time it's getting out, I better start rushing in some people and getting yeah. it in. Because, you know, I think they need to do that because it's getting out of hand. But what is the what is the what is the criteria to getting these guys in here? I mean, is it really based on what? Shouldn't it just be based on performance on the field? It's called the Hall of Fame for mm-hmm. football, not Hall of Fame for morals, not Hall of Fame for activity outside. You know, it's football. Yeah, you play they, football. What did you do for football? You had that chance to be a good person with, with the Walter Payton Man of the Year All award those when awards, you were on the exactly, team. Obviously, exactly. T.O. never was nominated to even be and close for that. Hey, when that's, mo- that's, that's part that's of the, the way game. it's supposed to be, exactly. But, but being a Hall of Fame player, yeah, he was, he was a Hall of Fame player. He did things that... Other wide receivers just couldn't do. Right. And so they come in with like a hundred, about a hundred nominees, and then they kind of narrow them down to the first 25 semifinalists, and then they narrow it down to 15 finalists, and then from 15 in the same day, from 15 down to 10, yeah, and then from 10 to about five, and then those five have to be voted on yes or no, and it has to be 80% yes for those for that person to get in. It's like... It's this giant, well, it's not a giant, it's a small funnel for a giant amount of players. Right. Especially, like I said, we've got so much talent. Like the year that when when Eli, Larry, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, mm-hmm. they're all going to retire relatively soon. Right. They're all one of those guys you could toss up in that name exactly. as 
first or second ballot. Uh, maybe there's going to be a lot of hate for me saying Eli in that category, but right. he won two Super Bowls. That could get – I'm not going to argue that right now, but right. you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I hear you. I hear a lot you. of players right now that are at their the end of their careers that are going to retire are still very capable of making those ballots, those earlier ballots. I, I'm going to – I agree with that. It's a logjam. Exactly. And I'm going to go back to the same old saying that's been saying, said for so many years, and that's – why is it the media? Why is it the media that's part of these committees that that's making this decision? Because in To's case, that's that's like the, that's a fight he couldn't win. He was no way he was winning that fight because no. him and the media are already enemies to the yeah. point, and they were going to get back at him regardless. Yeah, I don't know. I don't care what nobody say. That's what happened. It was their chance to. So it was their <laughs> chance to stick it back to him, and yeah. they took that chance and did it. So why is the media doing it when they have nothing to do with the game as far as un- but sitting back analyzing it? I mean, you take that that show, 100 Best Players. Why mm-hmm. can't the players do that for the Hall of Fame? Yeah. I I, I, I guess that they fear that the players are going to get control of Probably. the league. I mean, yeah. my goodness, what would happen? Yeah. yeah. I don't know, but it just it just seems it seems kind of I mean, every uh every uh place that has a team state that has a team has a media representative Mm -hmm. voting for who they think should get in the the hall of fame um new york of course has two because there's two new york teams but um i just think that's the media the media the media the media the media running that just doesn't seem right no i mean they get to do all the reporting on it and obviously they do have knowledge as far as this goes but not all of them have played football correct and then of course, like you were talking about earlier, Super Bowls. That's basically what everything's going to be based off of. But I don't think that should be. No, uh, it shouldn't. Shouldn't be the uh, shouldn't. criteria because if that's the case, Dan Marino's not shouldn't be in the suit in the, in the uh, Hall mm-hmm. of Fame if it's based on if it's based on Super Bowls. Right. And not only that, the greatest players are being based on how many Super Bowls they won. But that's not always saying that that's the best player just because he wants Super Bowls. Remember, the NFL, the football, football itself is a team game. It mm-hmm. takes a team to win a Super Bowl, not yeah. one quarterback. Absolutely. And there's there's even players, positions that you got like nose tackle or guard. How do you measure? I have no clue. Based man. on stats, you you yeah. can't. You you can yeah. only compare based on their era, yep. how they performed based on certain analytics. And it's even then it's. Yeah, it's not a fail. unfortunately, Super Bowls are pretty much the top of the list. Yeah, I mean Terry Bradshaw is in the freaking Hall of Fame, and I'm not saying he's not a he's a bad bad quarterback, but he wasn't as spectacular no. as a to say Hall of Fame instant. I mean, yeah, Absolutely. I mean that's just my opinion. I watched football back in that day. Yeah, so he was all right. He was all right. Yeah, he had a good <laughs> team around him, had a heck of a running back and two good receivers. Yeah, that'll help. <laughs> that'll always help. You're listening to the Casual Sports Show. Sorry we had to go back on that topic, but it was just one of those topics we had to go into again. NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060. Bird Gang, hang around. Look us up on Facebook. Casual Sports, K-A-Z. Z at the end of sports. We'll be right back. Tune in Sundays at 7.30 a.m. for the Sports Watchdog Radio Show, hosted by Mason Kern, who sniffs out what's trending in professional and college sports, right here on NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060. We now return to the Casual Sports Show on NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060, with your host, Casual E. Welcome back, Bird Game. Sean McConnell, Earl Burnett. Little update right here. We're gonna get into the uh, casualty report in a minute, but first, 
Carson Palmer will be featured on a football life. Sweet. Season starting September 14th. That should be interesting. Cardinals depth chart released. We're going to get into that also a little bit. Uh, today at camp, there was a Veterans Day out for Larry, Bradford, and Upati. Also, uh, kind of late news, but we'll mention it. Bidwell's looking to add about $100 million in renovations by the time we host the next Super Bowl. Wow. So there's going to be updates to the uh, renovations for female fans in, in mind with like a wine bar, uh, new okay. pedestrian tunnels, making traffic and, and uh, walking easier, maintaining quality in the stadium. That's about six mil. Right. The tray for the field, about two mil. Uh, fun fan area, and then future upgrades. Man, that dude's putting that stadium together. <laughs> he's definitely spending it. I think he's probably like, what, second in line when it comes to the stadiums with Jerry? I would think. May, oh, well, I don't know. That Minnesota one's pretty nice. Oh, that is kind of tight. <laughs> yeah. So he's, that one he's doing his best, though, to keep it nice, which yeah. I appreciate. Yeah, that one is kind of nice. Take a note, though. Diamondbacks. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, we're going to uh, jump into – I know a camp went down today, but I want to go back to the red and white scrimmage that happened on Saturday. Kind of, you know, a few things went down, of course, the defense being in white, offense in red. And – um we talked a little bit last week about J.J. Nelson. Yeah. J.J. had the drops that day uh, in practice, before the scrimmage, and during the scrimmage he dropped two balls. They haven't made some sort of pill that you can take to, you know, help with that <laughs> by now? Uh, sometimes he just loses his concentration and just, I mean, sometimes the defense is causing him to drop. He, he's, not yeah. that bad. he's not that good of a receiver to catch balls in traffic. It no. just seems like it. So when when, there, when there's a DB draped over him, that ball touches his hands, he he can't hold it. And that's all you have to see on tape is that's exactly. all that's all a defense that's has it. to do is just get yeah. in his face. And they will and they will they will exploit that and hand down man down. I mean it, it stays true in football too. Right. So we were talking about who's going to be odd man out with those receivers and Greg Little is just climbing. Yeah. He's climbing. He's climbing. I mean I I I have no doubt that he's going to make this team for some reason. I just I look at him on the field. He is a wide a wide receiver. There was a, a play in the red right in the red white in the red white <laughs> scrimmage. Man, I keep talking about red, white, and blue. You're so patriotic red, today. Yeah, all that stuff going down. But uh, yeah, in the scrimmage though, man, this was one of the premier matchups out there that that, that caught my eye. Little lined up with Pat over him. So we got to keep watching this because on the yeah. depth chart. Oh, he's he not he's not up, he's there, not up yet. there yet. I'm telling you, he lines up with Pat and just, I mean, muscled size. him, size muscled him, and got him into a, a pi and everything, well, and Pat scored the that. touchdown. Pat needs that because when he goes up against Julio, that's usually what exactly. happens. Exactly, and so he, he uses good. that. He uses that for that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but it's I just Julio like practice. how Greg Little just didn't, you know, back down from it and and got physical with them. And yeah, still scored the touchdown while he was being passing. You well, know, it's intimidating to go up against Peterson. I exactly. Mean, he, he, exactly. He, he's very cerebral exactly. where he can just pick exactly. you apart. Exactly. But I just like Greg Little, and I'm and I'm I know the preseason games are going to determine this. Oh yeah. I just got a feeling he's going to show out in these preseason. I don't know why. I number just, 18. I just think, watch number 18. Uh, the rest of them, you, you know, we already know. I mean, uh, Trent, uh, uh, I keep losing that Vanderbilt kid's name. Sherfield? Oh, he's yeah. Going he out there. He's definitely making this team. Trent Sherfield, yeah, yeah number Trent's 16. Trent's making this team. 
Because that kid, like I said, he's just making plays. Uh, this is going to be rough. I mean, when you look at the depth chart, it looks even worse than when we talked about last week. I know. It looks I even know. harder to choose. It is hard. But I, what I love about that, see, everybody thinks preseason is nothing. I love preseason. Yeah, no, it's good. I, I could sit down. NFL Network puts every last preseason game. I watch them the, the, the night they come on, and I watch the replays. I, I, mean, I don't know why. I just like to see these. <laughs> I like to see the competition and the kids trying to make the team. I like yeah. to see that third string quarterback. Hey, make that drive go down the field. I want to. I like to see him be successful. It's almost like March Madness for football. Exactly, exactly. And it's like I love it. I love it. So I'm. I mean, this, especially for Cardinals with this camp coming up. I'm looking at okay, Glennon's got to do some things. He got to get. You know, he's got to because the guy that's <laughs> behind him. Hold up, the guy that's behind him, the rookie, um, Karnoff. That kid is doing better than Glennon. Oh, man. I yeah, Charles Kanoff. This kid six. is making throw. I'm like, okay. Maybe, yeah, he has the fourth team out there, but that's still, he still make the right read and make the right throw, and the throw is accurate. It's on point. I saw some some, some proposed trades that the Bucks would take Glennon back from us for, like, a pick. I would do it. Yeah. Because I think the Kanoff dude could be a third strand. I'm like, he's going to touch the field anyway. I mean, you never know what our yeah, <laughs> I know. You know. I think that's why Glennon's still on the roster is just for insurance. But uh, right now we're going to go ahead and drop the casualties report because we got, you know, of course, we know what went down. So go ahead, crew, hit that for me. It's now time for the casualties report. Oh, I'm hurt. Oh, my neck. My back. My neck and my back. Oh. <laughs> Ow. Too good. You would hate to have to use that though, because it's like you know, guys go down on your team. It's like, dang, you know, it don't yep. don't seem all that funny. But uh, nah, this one's not funny. This is this has been a this was a big injury, and uh, probably one of the biggest. Um, yeah, it's gonna for hurt. this team. Uh, um, uh, AQ Shipley went down in the in the red and white scrimmage, and I was there. I saw it. I I, I first I thought it was just an ankle that got rolled up. Because the way it looked, mm-hmm. I saw it. They played the replay in the stadium. I said, oh, he got rolled up. And then I saw, oh, his foot's planted. I said, oh, man, that's a knee. It's, he's done. And um, it was, man, he went off on the cart with the with the towel on his head. I knew it. I was like, oh, man. But man, he had, he's getting he was getting some really good reviews from Coach. Of course. And, and he's been solid. Matter of fact, he's been the only healthy one. All last year. All last yeah. year up until this point. And now how all of a sudden now he's the one goes down. It's like, wow, man. And, you know, going back to our, our last couple centers, we also had um, Lyle Sendline. Kind of the same build, the same type Correct. of guy, unproven, Correct. just had to fight for everything. And now Short we have. Short arms. Yeah, now <laughs> we have we have something totally opposite that Cardinals fans aren't used to. Is you've got a big Horse. center. Yeah. I mean, he's played tackle as well as center. But you've got a big lineman. Yep. That played in a pro-style offense, yep. third-round draft pick. I mean, this actually might work out well, and it's kudos to Steve Keim from, you know, being in house arrest or wherever he is right now, <laughs> still making that deal that worked out great for us. That's a This is a great insurance pick that ended up being something that we needed. Exactly. Because you I, looked at that pick at the time, and you're thinking, okay, I guess. I guess we can take Mason Cole in the third round. I think we had other needs, but – it was this perfect. turned out to be perfect. It was perfect, and then he comes in and gets right with the second team. Mm-hmm. And when 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 uh, Shipley went down, he was right there in the first team making the snaps. I'm he like, okay, ready for it. he was ready. He's ready to go. Maybe he's not all polished where he needs to be, but they yeah. can get him up to speed. But you can't you can't compensate for 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 the body this kid has, and, and that's going to help us. What can only help him too is that 
he is he's obviously the youngest on the line right but he's not just the youngest by a little bit he's by a long shot you've got a lot of veterans that are next to him you've yeah. got you potty and justin right that are next to him then you've got dj and you've got um andre yeah i saw all of them uh banging him on the head after they saw shipley on the ground they started hitting him on the head like man you up time to go hey all of, all of that kid stuff is over with now you up you humphreys know? is probably saying don't be knee deep <laughs> <laughs> Another thing went down. Okay, that's the casualties report because that's about the only uh, thing to report. I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody knows that Gresham is still, still out, out. Still out. Golden's still Golden's out. Golden's still well. out. Those people that are on the pup list already don't really. I mean, they count, but they just don't. You know, they're not recent in new injuries. Right. But um, that's your casualty report, and it's a sad one for the Cardinals. But I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay. I really do. I think. Um, I think that uh, Wilkes and his. Uh, scheme McCoy's scheme all the scheme is going to pretty much help like you were saying those veterans are going to help this young kid be able yeah. to know what's going on it's you know it, it's kind of scary to be the young guy and have to make the calls yeah you know point yeah. out that the the, the, the the uh what they call it uh, the, the blitz the, packages exactly everything, you yeah. gotta call you got your potty like nudging Who's you the like hey, Who's the mic? you gotta know everybody and yeah. it's like okay that that could be a little intimidating well i um, i would assume this transfers from the Arians era to the Wilkes era that they're probably still going to utilize some virtual reality training as well. Okay. And I think yeah. Cole could probably benefit from that as well. Just okay. looking at the lineups and matching up from that. One other thing that stood out to me, two things in the uh, scrimmage again, Josh Bynes was hitting everything moving. Oh, I love Josh. Bynes. In, in a, in a scrimmage that was not physical. No, he, he was the only one. He doesn't have an off button. He, <laughs> he just doesn't hits. have an off button. That's a good way everybody. of putting it. I mean, I saw him hit Chase Edmonds, knock him rolling down the dang field, <laughs> hit David Johnson, knocked him down. Oh, geez. Then came across and hit a tight end. Uh, who's the tight end, number 85? Uh, I forgot his name. Uh, he 85, caught a, Gabe Holmes. Yeah, Gabe Holmes caught a pass, and he tackled him. <laughs> hit him first and then tackled him. I said, this dude, don't, he don't have an off switch. No, and that's – he made plays last year that made me lose my he mind. Was and I was physical. Only one screamed his name, him. and everyone's yeah, looking at me all him. weird. I love him. He, 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 he's, he's got a physicality right now that says, oh, man, he, he's, a, he's a Steve Wilkes guy. You can tell. Yeah. Um, then – and then, of course, the main thing that went down in camp – that I had to say, and I, I I messaged him on Twitter, and he messaged me back like, "Yeah, you got that on tape." I said, "Sorry, man, I didn't get it on tape." But the GoPro, Chase Edmonds. I'm sorry, rolled Buddha through the <laughs> through the hole. <laughs> I mean, just trucked him and did not did not miss a step. I mean, he put his shoulder down, cracked him. He went rolling. He kept going. He's got that balance that David Johnson has. Man, he's got strength to be that little. I mean, I don't. I want to call him little, but he's he's compact. He's, exactly. This dude Dense. is like a a tree stump. Yeah, he is strong, and he comes through that hole. I wish I would have saw it. He, man, I, I wish I would have got that on tape. Man, <laughs> I was mad. I said, "Are you kidding me?" And they played it again. I was trying to get my phone out. I'm like, oh. I missed it. Yeah, you should have had an Android. Yeah, you know. Oh, come on now. (laughs) Apple still reigns supreme. I don't care what you say. All right. Apple reigns supreme. It's another show. (laughs) (laughs) But that was the highlight of that uh, training camp, man. Little Chase, man, he's on. He was running with the first team. 
Yeah, I like to see Man, that. Man, this kept – didn't we say he was going to be our breakout guy? I'm Watch him. The Watch two of him. them together, too, is just so oh, enticing. It's too scary. Yeah. It's going to be all that Atlanta's two backs before the two years ago, mm-hmm. and then New Orleans two backs last year is going to be the Cardinals two backs this yeah, year. Yeah, calling Watch. the shot. Absolutely. Watch. I mean, that kid is unbelievable. Uh, Watching Bird Gang, he's uh, Saturday. Uh, the Cardinals go at it. Chase Evans gonna be on display out there. I got a feeling he's gonna be the breakout player for us this year. Casual Sports Show, Earl Burnett, Sean McConnell. Yep. We got one more to do with you, Bird Gang. NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060. Hang around. We'll be right back. Don't miss the Lance J Radio Show this Sunday night. Rocket from 7 to 8 here on NBC Sports Radio AM 1060. It's time to get back in the action with your host, Earl Burnett, a.k.a. Casual E, on the Casual Sports Show on NBC Sports Radio AM 1060. If you'd like to join the show, give us a call, 602-260-1060. Welcome back, Bird Gang. Talk a little depth chart for the Cardinals. Got released uh, pretty recently. Couple surprises for me. I'll start with the special teams first because we can get to that pretty quick. Uh, punt returner, number one slot, Christian Kirk. Mm. Do you like this move or do you hate this move? I actually love this move. Uh, well, I love the move. Yeah, I like I like it for him on punt return. I mm-hmm. thought you were talking kick re- kick return. I, I, I want to see. I want to see. I want to see Logan. That's who's there get, right now get, on the number his, one. Okay, I want to see Logan get his shot because he last year flashed, and I'm like, uh-oh, there's our special teams guy right there. And number two in the kick returner spot is J.J. Nelson. Really? So, okay. I mean, it's the kick return, so you don't need those hands well, as much. Right. <laughs> Punt return is different. Yeah, but that, hey, those hands are going to be critical either way. Right. And J.J.'s, like I said, sometimes he loses that focus and know that ball, he leaves, he, he, he's watching mm-hmm. something else, and he's not looking at that ball hit his hands. But Kirk, Kirk, I think he's going to be a good special teams guy this year. Yeah. I don't think they're going to always want him on special teams. No, this will probably going be a one forward. and done. This will be a one and done thing. He's like a red shirt. I believe he's going to emerge as our number two and eventually be our one, I think. I, I, he, he has that capability. But for this year, Logan has to be the man because, yeah. I mean, the way he flashed last year, and you before he broke that, before he got the injury, I mean, he he's he's a speedster that can yeah. just, and does not. He has one motor, and he just goes. He doesn't hesitate. He hits a hole, and he's gone. And that's, that's what you need in kick returning is you have to have that burst speed to get exactly. through that first wave. Exactly. When you're Christian Kirk, you can be shiftier in a punt return Correct. situation. But again, but again, you already know, of course, the preseason games are going to determine Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And, and you just never know. You just, somebody's going to – somebody's going to – somebody – hey, when the lights are on – that's the time to see who's who. Yeah, they show up then. Yeah, the, when the lights go on, let's see you perform now. You ain't got your own teammates in the same old, same old every day. Now you've got the lights on, the TV's going, you got the other team out there, you got yep. everything going. Let's see you get that same type of, of production that you was doing in camp and translate it to the field on, so on a game day. Let's let's just transition off of these guys since they are wide receivers at heart and go into the, the wide receiver depth chart. Okay. All right, so position players behind Larry Fitzgerald in this order for wide receiver one goes Larry, Chad Williams, Christian Kirk, Trent Sherfield, your guy. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver two in the one spot would be Bryce Butler, mm-hmm. J.J. Nelson, Greg Little, and then Carlton Agudosi. Okay. 
but we're getting something out of Chad this year if he's behind Fitz. A little bit, unless it's just a nod. Okay. Like, hey, okay. you've been here. Hey, you got to start stepping up. It's your yeah. time. This is it. You're going to be that spot regardless. Make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So I'm looking forward to preseason, man. I'm telling you, because that's going to be the key. I want to see Chad dominate. I want to see Chad go out there and, and look like a NFL wide receiver. If he doesn't, Little and Sherford are going, going to take it to from do it. Oh, I know Little, those both of those two will do it for sure. Because Little's got, the, of course, the experience, and he's done it before. So uh, I got I got a tweet from my man, Michael Angelo, about Agadosi again from earlier in the year and then again now. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm sorry, it doesn't look like he's going to make it. It's because a crowded room now. He's, it's too crowded. The talent before him is still doing a lot better at the same time. And then most of those, uh, most of the talent is also playing special teams. Right. So it's like, where do you stick him? And he's still behind in the depth chart. So he's not making enough, I guess, eye-opening plays. Right. I don't know if it's just plays alone or if it's just something he's missing skill-wise. Is he not making the right read, um, routes or is he picking up the offense? I don't know. Yeah. But he hasn't been Maybe flashing can, at all. Hopefully we can retain him for practice squad if he doesn't practice make squad, it. Practice squad, yeah. I, w- I would imagine that would happen for him too. So, so hopefully – Defensively, another one that stood out to me, Jamar Taylor at cornerback number two. Okay. Oh, he's been making a lot of plays mm-hmm. in, in, in camp, breaking up uh, pass plays. When, when receivers thinking and catching the ball, he's bringing those hands in there and drive through, and the ball's out. So here's why this is more interesting to me. Two spots behind him in that same CB2 slot, Brandon, Brandon Williams. Williams. You thought that changing up, not having Arians around right. was going to do something. Right. So far, it's not looking like very good. I uh, know, I know. But and remember, the players love him. Yeah, they do. They all love him. And he was making a, some some plays as well in the camp, but against the third and second team. Right. But um, yeah, he's got he's got a lot to show out in preseason this year. This is it. He's going to have to do something because yeah, this is it. when you're going up against twos and threes, you're going to have to show you gotta up. show out. You it's got to be obvious that it you're has there. to be obvious. Obvious. You have to dominate. You have to just pop out, you know, right out mm-hmm. instantly. And you can't be running behind somebody getting burnt deep. That's, no. You shouldn't be. <laughs> no. If that starts happening again, you can just forget it. But yep. But uh, yeah. But uh, the other guy uh, that you just met, Taylor. Taylor has been physical. Yep. You can tell he's 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 toned he's he's tuned in when Pat's teaching him. Glad he's not in Cleveland. <laughs> Pat's teaching them a lot. All those corners are getting taught really well. And even Brandon right now should be putting that on pay, on the field with Pat's te- teaching them. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, so. In between the two of Taylor and Williams, you've got Benaben and Wickery as well. So it has also flashed every once in a while in, in, in camp as well. I've watched him on, on – I, I kind of watched him a little bit. I was like, who is this guy? It looks like they're taking the spot more than – then Brandon Williams is losing it, maybe. Right. They may be you just outperforming. Be right. You might be right. You might be right. Any uh, any of the spots that stuck out to you? Everything else looks pretty straightforward. Uh, all the other spots. It seems like that receiver thing has just got the whole camp, you know. Yeah. I mean, now the offensive lines a little have to be reconstructed just in one spot, but we already got that spot filled. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, other than that, I think we're solid. I think we're ready to get this thing rolling and see where we stand. And Looks see like we got a team. See what type of team we're going to be. I mean, we know it's going to be a quick, quick passing game because they're not going to let Sam Bradford do no seven-drop step. Not, not on happening. purpose, at least. <laughs> <laughs> 
mean, we know it's going to be quick, fast, get that ball out, and you better not scramble. Yeah. <laughs> if no. you think you got to scramble, throw that thing away. No handoffs. We're only pitching the ball to David exactly. Jackson. Exactly. Just one step and throw it. Oh, my God. They got to do everything to make sure this dude stay up. And, uh, we thought we almost had a big problem a couple, did. couple days ago with I, that. I am not blind. I am not <laughs> blind. I know what I saw. I'm I believe sitting, you. I'm sitting there in the camp, and he scrambled out to his left and threw a nice pass to, I believe it was Chad. Chad, maybe, I believe. I think yeah. it was Chad. And then next thing I know, he wasn't walking the same. I was like, okay, hold on a second. And then he kind of. Very subtly limped a little bit yeah. back to the huddle. And then his next pass was like a gingerly, like favoring something, and he threw it. I'm telling you, it's just his ludicrous pimp walk. That's and all he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, that's just how he walked. And then, but I th- at first, I thought I was seeing things because I didn't have my glasses on at the time. And oh, I thought no. stuff was moving. I'm like, you know what? And I said, nah. Like, blame the glasses. I said, nah, no, 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 no. I know what I'm seeing. Yeah. And then I got that. Lynn hit me up. He said, did you notice that? I said, I knew I wasn't going crazy. He was oh, limping, man. dude. I'm telling you, but I'm glad everything it. is good. I think he limps just normally. Right, I he guess might so. Just limp I guess so. He probably changed how he walked, and then, like somebody oh. said on the radio the other day, maybe he just stumped the toe or something, or oh gosh, or, or you know, sometimes injuries can kind of, you know, just you know, a bone need to just pop <laughs> here and there. You get back comfortable. Yeah, I just needed to crack it. Crack it, yeah. But oh, uh, man. he's fine now. Thank goodness. Yeah, no worries there. Uh, and uh, if they can keep him up, that I'm telling you, that dude is sharp. I'm sorry. He is sharp as a knife. You don't need to be sorry. This is one of those players that we all hope are, we're wrong. Right. We all hope he can last a full season because if he does, yeah. if he can just bottle up that performance, that one game he played you know, exactly. last year. Exactly. I mean, that's great. That's yeah. more than we could have expected. Exactly. Pat got him in the, in, the, in, the, in one of the uh, practices. He had to. Yeah. Got him. He just kind of let just let one up in the air because he was like he, he's holding it too long. Like, yeah, you might as well just throw it. And he threw it up there. And Pat picked it, but um, nice. he knows where that ball needs to go. That's what I like. I, I mean, it's he, he's not wasting time. Snap ball out. And, yeah, and the um, zip on it too. The zip is just amazing. I'm like, okay, I think we got something here. Bird gang, love coming in here on Monday nights. It's going to heat up. The Cardinals are on the field Saturday. And we're going to have a lot to cover when we come back. And I um, want to thank crew behind the glass once again. Wonderful show. And my man, Sean McConnell, yes, Earl Burnett here, NBC Sports Radio, AM 1060, Bird Game. We're going to catch you next week. Remember, social media, casual sports, K-A-Z, with the Z at the end of sports, www.casualsports.com as well. And download that app, Bird Gang, because it's going to be critical going through the season. Going to be critical. Looking forward to seeing you out there on Saturday. We We go. go.